Building brand with unconventional content. How content can support strategic company milestones. Content is one of the most powerful growth levers for a SaaS business, but identifying and producing content that maximizes growth is tough. The structures of high-growth organizations shepherd content marketers towards safe projects. While that content works, it leaves a lot of opportunity on the table. Within funded startups and high-growth organizations, there's a huge demand for functional content. Demand generation leaders always need more tofu content for lead generation campaigns. Further down the funnel, they need mofu assets to convert traffic into leads and warm them for sales. Demand isn't restricted to marketing either. Sales leaders request quality bofu content to augment their sales strategy. With an endless combination of funnel position, personas, verticals, and challenges, it's a Sisyphean task. That's just one side of the problem. Content professionals also contend with strategic lag. Corporate strategy iterates rapidly in a fast-growth environment, and content marketers are third-order recipients of it. The CEO sets the direction and communicates it to the C-suite. C-suite members filter it down to departmental heads. The departmental heads brief functional teams and individual contributors. Abstracted from strategy, content-focused folks are playing catch-up. They can't plan big, ambitious projects because things change and they need to be ready to adapt. To hit their OKRs and prove their value, they face a nuanced challenge that makes it hard to be ambitious unless given special permission or air cover by marketing leadership. This status quo biases content professionals towards projects they can design and deliver in a shorter time frame. Think blogs, ebooks, and other short turnaround content formats. While they might take on one or two bigger projects a year, they often stick to tried and tested formats such as state of industry reports, which are easy to sell upwards and gain the necessary strategic buy-in. This isn't to say this sort of content is bad. Not at all. This kind of content forms the lifeblood for modern marketing, and without it, campaigns and lead flow can stagnate. But when an organization gears up for a significant strategic push, content has an opportunity to deliver a lot of value, but only if it's equally ambitious and the stage is set for execution of this different kind of content project. To leverage strategic opportunities, organizations must make larger commitments, Executives must back their content marketers and strategists to plan unconventional content and execute cornerstone projects with confidence. Part 1. Strategic Mindset Unconventional content doesn't suit every stage in an organization's life cycle, but there are a handful of standout strategic moments that are opportunities for substantial content investments. There are four that most organizations will experience. 1. Product feature launch or relaunch. You launch a brand new product or release major new features. For example, Asana added complex goal tracking to its work management platform. Two, verticalization. You niche down to focus on a specific industry, functional team, or challenge that presents the best opportunity for growth. For example, Ring Central targeted remote healthcare businesses during the outset of the pandemic. Three, Category definition. You position your offering as a new type of product. This is a common strategy for SaaS startups and growing businesses to move up market and sell larger deals. For example, Dropbox pioneered a new form of smart workspace for distributed teams. 4. New persona target. 
you add, replace, or edit your persona targets. Often, organizations review their persona targeting to drive more strategic sales and open up larger contracts. Other times, they may do so as part of a market entry strategy or product adjustment. This isn't an exhaustive list, but they cover the majority of events an organization will encounter. Often, they are part of executive leadership activities, such as keynotes and shareholder reporting. They involve cross-team collaboration and represent major milestones in what is often a short history. It's common that they represent make-or-break moments to accelerate growth, to secure a new round of funding, to prepare for IPO, or to defend market share against challenges. The usual gamut of content marketing formats leaves a lot of value on the table. Blogs, ebooks, and state of industry reports don't put you out there. They don't build your brand in the way that you need to during these strategic moments. Consider what it takes to define a new category, enter a new vertical, or launch a fresh product. It's as much about generating awareness as it is about engaging people in buying cycles. Indeed, in modern software marketing, it's common to need to change how someone thinks before you can even introduce them to your solution. Sales reps often complain that no one is aware of the solution they sell or don't get it. That's a different challenge to lead generation. Beyond this, focusing on conventional tofu and mofu content reinforces the always-on mentality. That approach teaches that your only goal is to constantly develop an audience and convert its members into leads. And this is too narrow for strategic pushes. At these times, it's more valuable to make a significant impression on your audience in a way that affects the work that sales and growth marketing are doing. The always-on approach can be difficult to shake, especially when your performance management is tied directly to it. Strategic pushes may require alterations to OKRs or incentives across the marketing team in a similar way to the bonuses and quota discounts used in sales. To support the key moments in your organization's evolution, you need something bigger, something that looks unconventional compared to common formats. Ambitious strategy requires unconventional content. Unconventional content cuts through the noise. Rather than being a marketing asset, it feels like a genuinely valuable resource in and of itself that is tied to the company and all that it stands for. It's an order of magnitude more impactful and it shows. There are five archetypal unconventional formats we commonly see used. 1. Microsites 2. Podcast miniseries 3. Digital books 4. Multimedia 5. Scrolly telling Microsites A microsite is a cluster of content around a single topic or theme. It usually lives outside a company's marketing website and operates as a standalone entity. By splitting the asset from regular content, it becomes richer and more impactful. Sidebar, how 360 Learning entered a new vertical through a microsite. 360 Learning, a collaborative learning platform, had built its business on a handful of key verticals software adoption, field training, and safety. But the startup had never targeted one lucrative niche, sales. In late 2019, Director of Global Brand Marketing, Liam Bugar Azuli, set out to change that. To launch 360 Learning in the sales market, he decided to invest in a significant piece of content. 
in-depth profiles on some of the world's top sales teams, investigating how they run sales training. He interviewed 10 prominent sales leaders and turned each interview into a narrative-driven profile. He published the collection of articles as a microsite called Enabling Top Performing Sales Teams. A central contents page links off to individual chapters, which the company released one at a time. This drip feed promotion strategy netted 500 engaged subscribers after an initial three-chapter teaser. Each later release attracted more and more readers, meeting and then surpassing 360 Learning's lead generation targets and supporting this entry into a new market. Podcast miniseries. Often, marketers discard podcasts as the audio equivalent of blogs, but the format can be so much more and used in very specific ways. Deployed as a multi-part miniseries, podcasts allow you to explore single topics or themes in great depth. Sidebar, how Dogpatch advisors position their expertise alongside tech giants. Dogpatch Advisors, a consulting firm specializing in supercharging high-performance sales teams, identified an opportunity to create the definitive sales data podcast to help listeners harness the power of data in complex B2B sales. The company's executive team called on their extensive professional network and built out a phenomenal roster of interviewees, including Stripe's head of revenue, Jeannie DeWitt, and SalesLoft's co-founder and CEO, Kyle Porter. Digital books. With an ebook, you can pad out a 1500 word article, add some fancy illustrations, and save it as a PDF. Digital books are closer to genuine books than extended blog posts. They're deeper and weightier assets that typically run up to 20,000 words. Sidebar How Drift deployed digital books to define a category. Few people had heard of revenue acceleration when Drift revealed the concept early in 2020. To support the launch, Drift's VP of Content and Community, Mark Killens, launched not one, but two digital books. The 10,000-word books dove into the two foundational pillars of revenue acceleration, conversational marketing and conversational sales. Together, they reinforced that revenue acceleration wasn't a simple marketing ploy, it was a real development in the MarTech landscape. Paired with a pillar page that introduces the language, mental model, and methodology, Drift published their books online and also offered them as gated, downloadable PDFs. Multimedia. Content formats tend to become popular due to their ease of production. That's why blogs and ebooks litter the web. They're easy to make. Even when marketers venture outside of these formats, they gravitate towards assets they can produce using tried-and-true workflows. While efficient, this locks you into a way of working that limits your results. By shaking up your well-practiced methods, you can create something new and inventive, such as multi-format web pages that feature writing, graphics, video, and audio. This engages the reader by offering something new and sets this content apart from lookalike ebooks and similar resources. Sidebar, how RingCentral supported strategic enterprise sales with multimedia journalism. RingCentral, a cloud-based communications and collaboration platform, had a stellar reputation in both the SMB and enterprise spaces. But marketing leaders at the company recognized that upmarket differentiation was increasingly difficult. To increase the value perception of their product, thereby increasing its AOV, RingCentral needed a more strategic, multi-persona sales strategy. 
to buoy its authority and position its product with strategic personas, Ring Central commissioned a series of multimedia journalism pieces in the mold of the New York Times Snowfall. Setting broad titles and letting journalists loose on the ideas, Ring Central created investigative pieces on the death of the in-person meeting, thoughtful story-driven examination on the future of local business, and an in-depth analysis of the hybrid online-offline retail model. Each piece placed Ring Central in front of new personas that were key to strategic enterprise sales and helped differentiate the organization from competitors. Scrolly telling. Scrolly telling, also called narrative visualization, takes long-form content and augments it with audio, visual, and animation elements. Each effect is triggered by the user scrolling through the page, hence the name. This format represents a departure from traditional written journalism. It's well-suited for stories with a clear timeline or for information that is best digested in a pragmatic sequence. As the user scrolls, the story unfolds. It's a powerful explanatory or educational tool. Because you can integrate illustrations, audio, video, and animations, you can break down complex data or information for easy digestion and create a page that has exceptional engagement levels and time on page. Sidebar, how Dropbox supported their category creation strategy with scrolly telling. Dropbox built a multi-billion dollar business on effortless cloud storage, but the company's CEO, Drew Houston, envisaged Dropbox as more than just an updated USB pen or hard drive. He wanted users to work in Dropbox. In the fall of 2019, Houston announced Dropbox was launching a brand new product, Dropbox Spaces. Spaces was a brand new type of product. It was the world's first smart workspace. To leverage the launch and create a big impact, Dropbox's communication team built a scrolly telling experience called How Work Became a Mess. It unpacked the productivity paradox and presented the fragmented, complex, and disruptive technology landscape as the cause. The solution was to rein in all of that tech using a new type of smart workspace, Dropbox Spaces. Pairing format with strategy. We'll investigate the tactical side of unconventional content in the next part, but before diving into the details, we've included a quick reference of content formats and strategic purposes. As you'll see, some formats are more suited to strategic events than others. For example, a podcast miniseries might not be the right choice for a feature launch, but it's perfect for owning thought leadership space. Strategy, category definition, major goals, Change the mindset or mental framework before marketing your product. Also, showcase the change made by early adopters. Best suited formats. Digital book, scrolly telling, podcast miniseries, and ghost-ridden book. Strategy. Moving up into enterprise markets, strategic sales, or a new persona target. Major goals. Create brand recognition by demonstrating comprehensive understanding of target personas. Also, engage with value before pitching. Best suited formats. Multimedia journalism, digital book, microsite. Strategy. Product or feature, launch or relaunch. Major goals. Pave the path with education to the market so they have a conceptual understanding and appreciation of purchase criteria. 
best suited formats, digital book, scrolly telling. Strategy, verticalization, major goals, establish brand recognition in a single vertical. Best suited formats, microsite, digital book. Strategy, launching into a new market or territory. Major goals, prove your brand is aligned with existing major players. Also, demonstrate your understanding of the market or territory. Best suited formats, microsite, podcast miniseries. Strategy, owning a green field of thought leadership. Major goals, establish brand association with a field of expertise. Best suited formats, digital book, podcast miniseries, scrolly telling. Part 2. Tactical Roadmap Unconventional content can amplify an organization's strategic milestones and help create the desired outcomes. It can boost product launches, magnify the impact of vertical entries, and reinforce the fuzzy edges of category creation. But none of that can happen without executive sponsorship. Without buy-in at the top, content professionals don't have the strategic air cover necessary to devote resources to these projects. With that option closed off, they will fall back to blogs and ebooks. Impetus must come from above. The C-suite, VPs, and departmental heads must take an interest in content and empower content marketers and strategists to test and invest in these unconventional projects. When you empower your content team, you harness the full extent of their creativity, passion, and innovation, and your organization reaps the benefits. In this section, we will explore how to create strategic content projects that deliver what's needed in these critical moments. Assessment. In part one, we discussed what strategic events look like, product feature launches or relaunches, verticalization, category definition, new persona targeting. But not all events have the same potential. While some are the perfect partner for content, others not so much. Your first step towards strategic content is finding a significant event on the horizon that will work. There are many positive indicators that an event will be productive. 1. Cross-functional departmental planning. Strategic events rarely happen within silos. For example, verticalization requires input from marketing, sales, and product, at a minimum. When you have several teams collaborating together, it's a good sign that you're dealing with an important event. 2. New or expanded hiring. Strategic events typically deal with something new, an unfamiliar vertical, fresh product, original category, and so on. This may require additional hiring or internal reskilling. Internal restructuring or above-average recruitment are both effective indicators of strategic events. 3. Calendar-driven events. Organizations tend to launch incremental product releases or services updates as and when they're ready, but major releases are always scheduled as calendar events. If you're working towards a set date, it's a good sign you're dealing with a strategic event. Good events might not tick all the boxes, but one or two is a sign that you're investing in the right place. But alongside positive indicators, there are also a handful of cautionary flags. These signal that an event is less likely to return results or complement strategic content releases, even if it has some of those positive indicators.
One, early stage strategy. Strategic content is a large bet. You're investing time and resources, so you should be confident in your marketing foundations. If you're unsure about your ICP, personas, or verticals, you're turning a calculated bet into a crapshoot. Most likely, it is better to pause, test your foundations, and return when you have a higher level of confidence, unless you have a growth-at-all-cost business strategy and the funds to make some early bets. Two, sales and customer success challenges. The payoff from strategic content isn't as simple as traditional content marketing, but the end result is always the same, more customers and increased revenue. While there will always be potential improvements for sales and customer success, strategic content needs a strong foundation. If either of these important functions are closer to broken than functional, then it's not advisable to invest in ambitious content projects. Plug the holes at least, test your performance, and then return to planning strategic content. With your foundation set and productive events identified, you progress to engagement. Engagement. Tread lightly when engaging with your content team. This stage is designed to create a space for productive, open, and collaborative discussion, not for someone to take over. If a mid-tier manager or even a head of content marketing feels like a senior executive is careening through their plans, they'll throw up their defenses. As we mentioned in part one, there's a time and place for conventional content marketing. Unconventional content is a complementary strategy. Position your plans not as a wholesale replacement, but an addition or augmentation, ideally as a collaborative project and a means to explore new territory together. This stage is more about opening up the conversation by offering stronger executive support for unique content projects. Indeed, your content marketers and strategists have likely already discussed these sorts of projects, but without the executive air cover, they likely shelved the ideas. But executive support is only half the explanation. Performance management often hobbles ambitious content teams. All marketers have some form of goal, whether it's a KPI, OKR, or something else. These goals are tailored to the typical content projects marketers work on every month. For example, ebooks have lead quotas and blogs have traffic targets. Unconventional content isn't measured in this way. To secure buy-in, assure content professionals that you will measure this strategic project with a new yardstick. Rather than hard in-the-funnel numbers, consider flipping your KPIs to reach and engagement measurement. Another component of performance management is resourcing. Most content teams won't have the resources or budget to finance an ambitious and unfamiliar project. If you're asking them to push beyond their current capacity, you must offer an increase to their resourcing. If you ramp up expectations without a commensurate increase in resources, you're creating the perfect environment for burnout. Don't expect your existing team to deliver a strategic content project alongside a continuous stream of conventional content. Something's got to give. Conceptualization. This is the point where the rubber meets the road. Instead of picking out events and aligning strategic thinking, you dig into the specifics of theme and format. In other words, you begin to design the meat of your project. Before we explore conceptualization, it's worth reiterating that unconventional content must be unconventional. During the conceptualization stage, there's a real risk your colleagues will default to tried and tested ideas, themes, 
or brainstorming tactics. Be mindful of this and steer the conversation into the unfamiliar. It may help to reference examples to help people's ideas stretch beyond the common formats. That old-style thinking doesn't elevate your themes to the required level. An expanded blog or ebook doesn't match the gravity of your strategic event. What you're aiming for is a macro theme that is highly relevant for your target persona. Then, you're thinking about how to explore that theme across topics so there's a cohesiveness across your asset. To support your initial ideation, begin with a competitive analysis of your landscape. Look at your direct and indirect competitors, anyone who is competing for a share of readership, audience, or market. Analyze their marketing through two lenses, positioning and category. The former, positioning, is how they talk about their own company, product, and services. The latter, category, is how they frame their wider industry. As you review each competitor, search for common words or marketing phrases. Copy those into a spreadsheet. Next, review the spreadsheet and look for the most popular or strongest themes. Condense your original research down to between 7 and 10 bullet points. If you're struggling, copy your original research into a word cloud tool. That provides a quick visual summary of the things you're looking at. Compare your truncated theme list with your current messaging. Look for opportunities, something that feels very relevant to what you're going forward with that your competitors aren't talking about. Any gaps are white space or areas that you could own. Finally, build a simple story framework using the opportunities you unearthed. This tool forces you to adopt a naive mindset and see your marketing through your buyer's eyes. You can download a tool to help you through this entire process from our website at campfirelabs.co. Your theme is only half the equation. The other component is your format, the medium you use to explore the theme. This is an opportunity for your team to get creative. Again, it's important to seed ideas and stimulate creativity in various ways. Without helpful nudges and prompts, your colleagues may fall back on simpler formats like blogs and ebooks. As we mentioned in part one, there's a central cohort of unconventional formats. One, microsites. Two, podcast miniseries. Three, digital books. Four, scrolly telling. Microsite examples include enabling top performing sales teams by 360 Learning, data driven sales by Clearbit, the sales strategy guide by Copper, The Marketing and Sales Field Guide for Today's New Digital Normal by Drift. Podcast miniseries examples include Ground Truth by Dogpatch Advisors. Digital book examples include The Conversational Marketing Blueprint by Drift, Rebranding to Stay Relevant by Brandfolder, and The Asana Playbook to OKRs by Asana. A scrolly telling example is How Work Became a Mess by Dropbox. These formats cover a lot of unconventional content, but not all. There are other niche formats out there and novel approaches are being developed every month. Whether they are right for your business and your strategic moment is a judgment call. It's also important to think beyond individual assets. Consider whether you could use a couple of unconventional formats together or bundle an unconventional asset with conventional assets to maximize your results. In practice, 
That means producing a podcast mini-series and writing blog posts about each of the episodes, or creating a microsite and building a pillar page to introduce it. Perhaps you write a full digital book and break it up into smaller blog posts and bite-sized ebooks. Planning. In the final stage, things start to feel a little bit more like other projects. You plan the production of your unconventional asset like you normally would, setting timelines, milestones, deliverables, and so on. But there is one key difference, stakeholders. This kind of content often introduces new stakeholders. Your CEO and C-suite likely don't get involved in the production of simple ebooks and blogs. But if the impetus for unconventional content came from the top, they'll want to stay involved as you design and build your microsite or podcast series. In a large organization, this is the kind of project that a CMO or head of marketing may be more involved in compared to a typical content marketing project. Reach out to these new stakeholders. You may be talking with them a lot more than normal. These colleagues probably haven't had input to content projects before. They'll need guidance and support. Special feature, ghostwritten executive books as a format. Digital books are ambitious enough to cover most strategic purposes, but a small proportion of organizations need something bigger, a traditionally published book. Think Taking People With You by David Novak or Conscious Capitalism by John Mackey. These books pass through a publishing house, such as Simon & Schuster or Wiley & Sons, to enter mainstream distribution. Writing a book sounds like an attractive proposition. It can turn an anonymous founder or executive into an icon. It can transform a niche brand into a household name. And it can elevate your reputation far beyond your competitors while creating a new way for your prospects to think and shaping their purchase criteria in the process. But as all budding authors will tell you, writing a book is tough work. When you combine all the usual literary problems with corporate challenges, it becomes very difficult. Having worked with a number of clients on ghostwritten books, we have insight into the most common sticking points that arise. 1. Timelines 2. Resourcing 3. Executive buy-in 4. Pitching Timelines Even seasoned CMOs can make the mistake of committing to unrealistic or unachievable timelines. Indeed, it's one of the most common issues we see. We've seen organizations promise their publisher a finished manuscript in just a few months without even having a writer in place. When you are dealing with traditional book publishers, there are far fewer fixes than with regular marketing projects. Before signing a contract with your publisher, lay your foundations. Do your research, find a writing partner, run a test chapter. Understand the process so you can make informed decisions. Business non-fiction manuscripts are usually 60,000 words and take 6 to 12 months to complete. Publishers often want a 6-month window after manuscript completion to prepare for publishing. Resourcing Few projects consume as many resources as full-length books. If you are employing a ghostwriter, remember that they will need extensive access to your bylined author. On top of that, your executives will need to ring-fence large amounts of time for reading, reviewing, and editing the manuscript. Unless you have already gone through a major writing project, it's difficult to appreciate the work involved. Consider working on a trial chapter to experience things firsthand. Executive buy-in 
While a marketing leader or founder may see the immense value in publishing a book, there needs to be unequivocal buy-in and prioritization from the author to be. If you sense any hint that they are unconvinced with the value, importance, or timeliness, it is a red flag. Writing a book is a slog. Successful projects rely on grit and determination, even when a professional ghostwriter is involved. Reluctant authors will jeopardize your ability to finish a manuscript. Pitching. Unless a publisher has approached you, this is unlikely but not unheard of, you'll need to pitch your book idea to secure a publishing partner. Publishers read through hundreds of pitches a day, so your pitch must be crisp, persuasive, and achievable. Often, what catches their eye is an existing article or guest-written piece that has achieved some popularity and notoriety already. If you haven't written a pitch before, it's a good idea to engage a partner who can help you prepare the necessary documentation of your book concept. Attaching so many warnings to traditional published books may make it seem like a poor idea, but it's not. Although the demands are high, the potential rewards are huge. Consider some of the most famous executive-authored books that totally change the future of these executives and their companies. Yvonne Trinard, Let My People Go Surfing, catapulted him into the limelight and solidified Patagonia's position as an ethical brand. Jason Fried's rework confirmed him as a world authority on productivity, a huge advantage for the CEO of a project management platform. Sophia Amoruso's girl boss developed her personal narrative and established her as the voice for millennial business owners. Harnessing unconventional content to multiply your impact. Content can be one of the most powerful growth levers for a SaaS business, but identifying and producing content that maximizes growth is tough. For years, content marketers and strategists have stuck to conventional content marketing strategies and formats because they've worked. But as marketers and executives, we can be more ambitious than that. By recognizing strategic moments in our company's life cycle, we can push beyond what has worked and truly use content to make a strategic impact. We can pursue content projects that support company-wide initiatives and help propel our organizations to the next horizon. To support your strategic content initiatives, we've designed a set of planning documents and templates. These will guide you through the entire process from initial ideation to execution. You can download this pack for free from campfirelabs.co. Thanks for listening.